without knowing no, who is he, actually there. No, 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 he doesn't he know that know other that. people. No. Why didn't he know they left? He didn't why? Know. why? They left without telling him. I know, but he why wasn't even awake. <laughs> but why didn't he know they were actually there? Why didn't he know? Why didn't he do a survey? Quick, a quick, quick. Who is in Alexandria before I leave Alexandria with everybody who is actually able to defend Alexandria? We're huh. talking about huh. two different episodes. I know though. he didn't leave with the with Maggie. Exactly, like, he didn't. So he should have known they were fucking gone. He knew that. This microphone working. He should have. That one is because working. he didn't take the damn time to find that out because working. he's not okay, actually there. Okay, rewind to the, like the second episode before the end. The episode before the end. Remember, Daryl's just like, I'm gonna fucking leave. I know. I'm pissed off. But if Rick expects to actually be no, the leader turn on. of anybody no, from fucking yeah. Alex, it's just bullshit. <laughs> it's it's just bullshit. All right, so I'm no liberal arts major, but I do understand that, like, in movies and in shows, characters do stupid shit in order to get the plot line to continue on. And while that's, that's and while the things they did were stupid, in a lot of sense, like for for example, why they decided to go on foot carrying Maggie in the woods is one of my biggest things. But I understand. But I understand that the whole episode, everything, the whole 90 minutes, no, I subtract that, the whole 80 minutes, because the last 10 minutes was basically, yeah, the last, the last 5, 10 minutes of basically Negan's little speech, that, it was all leading up to that. So basically, I watched an entire episode for 10 minutes of actual footage. Ten minutes. I, I wasted Wait, what are you sixty about? minutes of my time watching shit I could have predicted in my sleep. Oh, they're leaving Alexandria. Negan's waiting for him. Oh, look, they get stopped at three different yes. crossroads. My, oh, my, this is oh, my, this is so this is so unpredicted. I didn't realize Negan was strong. My answer to support every the whole writer crew and everyone in the production of Walking Dead is yes, because. It's leading up to something way bigger than we expect in the next season. But Rick has been told time and again by Jesus. By fucking Jesus. <laughs> Jesus told Rick, your world's about to get a whole lot bigger. Yeah. Did That's Rick, foreshadowing did, the next did, season, too. Did Rick not take into account, oh, look, here are some people who are obviously formidable, who have obviously survived the first, you know, year of the zombie apocalypse. Who are scared of another group. Huh, I wonder, is this other group scary? No, but he also, I think he also, it, it's part of it's his problem. Part of Rick's problem is, is that he's arrogant. Exactly. He is overly arrogant for no and reason. And he makes that clear. I'm not sure exactly what the, I'm paraphrasing it, and I'm kind of pinpointing when it happened. But he, he makes it clear that he thinks that he can take on Negan. Together, even because, on because, because, because of everything else they've went through. So what? You, sub you survived a horde of Zambies. You survived a, a bunch of walkers to overtook Alexandria and you fought them off. Great. Big deal. Mm -hmm. That's not a bunch of living, thinking, plotting, scheming human beings well, with full faculties. They're also Whereas a single gang. Yeah, you took out one installment, but you know yourself that there were more. Yeah, because you know there were more. They talked about more. And yet Up you think twenty people in a group. And yet, sure. and yet, you, and yet, you, and yet, <laughs> you're thinking, they? oh, 
this one guy who happened, who we happened to capture on a fucking motorcycle who was acting like a jackass, we happened to capture him, he says he's Negan, we think, oh, he's Negan, let's just kill him and it's over. Are you kidding me? Yeah, are but... Are you kidding me? Rick is not that dumb. None of them are that dumb. Every, every decision they made in that last episode, every decision that Carl made, that Abraham made, that... Every single, every single decision makes no sense to me. Makes no sense. Rick, why? Why are you leaving if you say together we can do anything? Then stay the fuck together! <laughs> what, the, what, what the fuck is wrong with you? You're trying to organize this new world based around Alexandria? You, you have Alexandria safe for two weeks. Two weeks! Maybe, at max! And you think, Mo it was a couple months, but Whatever. Two months? Mm -hmm. That's nothing! That is nothing! How long- how old are you, Rick? How long is two months in your life? In, in two months, in two months, you can go from being time. shaved to having a fucking beard. That yeah. is how long two months is. You go from shaved to beard. That's yeah. It. Well, this is, you know, we're gonna see kind of like the raw, the riot, the the fall and the reincarnation of Rick with this with this next season because right now I'm he's just waiting for Rick to die. I'm he's I'm waiting for Rick. To <laughs> that's die. probably gonna be another five he seasons. Keeps, he keeps making stupid decisions that honestly, I think. Overall, the plot would probably more, be more interesting no. if Carl was the main protagonist. Well, here's the thing. Carl's not there yet, but Rick has become a little bitch. And here's my – and I've noticed that since, like, the end of last season. Basically, since but, he took such an interest in what's her – in that one Alexandria lady who, like – I'm sorry. But here, Jesse? here's the yeah, thing. Jesse, I'm sorry. I get it. I get the whole Toy Story reference thing going. It's great. That's that, that's awesome. But other than that, what? Why? He got pushed yeah. in. He got pushed in. Yeah. He got, okay. I mean. He needed a rebound from uh, Lori. <laughs> oh, here's what he, Michonne. What does he need? This is, okay. This is basically. For, uh, Shane's kid to grow up and be the leader of everybody. Exactly. This is my this is my main argument to basically all the critics that are dissing this last episode and the end of the season is that you have to look at you have to look ahead of the curve, not just two feet in front of you. The reason why they're the reason why they're making they're it's all on purpose why they made these stupid and mistakes. I'm sorry, producers, quit being fucking pussies. Kill Glenn. <laughs> just do it. Just kill Glenn. We know it's gonna. Like, where, where were you last week when we were actually talking about? This? I wasn't here. But you were you were here, you're just working. Like, Glenn is killed in the comics. He's dead. You it happened. It happened. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are dead in the comics that are still alive in the show. I get it, but a lot of <laughs> them <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, but a lot of them have characters who have sort of taken on their role. Like Andrew Carol Mark. took on Andrea's role. That's yeah, how it sure. is. That's how it happened. That's cool. But look But Wow, you just scared away Sam. I didn't scare away Sam. <laughs> Continue, it just yeah. makes no sense to me. Just kill Glenn. It's like they had they had a, a choose your own adventure story in front of them, and they had four options. May, maybe not four options. They had a few options, right? One option: kill Glenn. Have a bunch of people riot because Glenn's their favorite character and he's dead. And you and you teased that he was going to be dead in the first half of the season. Come on, guys! You had to deal with it once already. Even a better reason for Glenn to die. Just saying. He's the father of some fucking kid. And he's also the only one that has seen Negan's handiwork. True. Foreshadowing. True. 
They did bait and switch us at the beginning of this season. They did. Oh, when you looked at the pictures and everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've seen, I've heard something, but. And go on. and uh, multiple, there's multiple POV shots in the entire episode. People tend to forget about. Yeah. So that narrows it down to four people that were in the van. One of which is Glenn. Come on. He he should be the one who dies. I love I love Glenn. I love the character of Glenn. The actor is fantastic. He has portrayed an amazing character. He's done a wonderful job portraying a character to the point where I can't think of another person who could portray that character that mm-hmm. way. He is great. He embodies that character. But honestly, this if this season has shown me anything, it's that I can love The Walking Dead without Glenn. Yes. Because yeah. Glenn is really only a big part in the first maybe five episodes yeah. of this entire season. And then he's gone. And then after he, that he's he, gone he, for a couple of episodes, makes a little bit of a comeback, and then he's gone. Yeah. So ultimately, to me, he feels like the obvious character to kill off. And what it feels like to me is it feels like the producers, as opposed to taking the risk that actually has rewards, took another risk that instead just makes them look like fucking pussies. I'm sorry, I, 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 I apologize for using that phrase yeah, in a derogatory a manner, because I understand that's not really a derogatory phrase, but at the same time, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Here just, we were last week praising just, the episode. <laughs> just, well, it's, it's good. The, uh, just good. kill someone. <laughs> like, well, I don't want to wait an entire season. That makes me more disinterested in watching The Walking Dead, because I know that they're afraid of their fan base. They are afraid to do what? things that scare that? us. Why do you think that? Because they don't want to kill someone because they're afraid they of... They want to kill people. They well, then, want yeah. to. Well, then yeah. do it. But don't leave us hanging. The, the I, I'm, un, I'm less likely to watch the, with me hanging than death, I am to find out what happens afterwards. Yeah. I care about what happens afterwards, not about who... Like, someone's dying. Yes. Someone out of the people he lined up is dying. Yes. I've accepted that fact from the minute he lined them up. I, mean, I knew it. Yeah. I accepted it. Yeah. Just kill them. Let me end, at the very least, let the season end. A season that is great. It is a very good season. Yeah. But... Let's be honest, how much conflict resolution was actually in this season? It was supposed to be a cliffhanger. Yeah. There's no, there's no, there's no, yeah, that's, that's how Hollywood works is my point. I think it's a desperate ploy to try and keep as many viewers as they can. They don't want to risk alienating the fans of Glenn who are going to be unhappy if Glenn's dead. They don't want to risk alienating the fans of Daryl who might be dead. Does Glenn have that big of a fan base for the show? Does I, th- I, I don't think, think he, he does. does. I don't think he does. Okay. I think Daryl definitely uh, has more. Daryl has, has more. Yeah. But how many people were fucking rioting after the whole, like, is Glenn dead? Is Glenn dead? No, I think it was all nah. over Reddit. No, it was no, all over Reddit. I think that's because they didn't do it how they did in the comics. If Glenn were to die the, the way he did in the fir- first half I can of the season, that. I think it's because you had that fan base, especially on Reddit, that's probably read the comics. And Let's be honest. It, Reddit yeah. is much more likely to be... Dra- like draconic about how yeah strict to the comic it must be so that's probably like, where I get there's, there's and that's probably backlash a, a, that's probably where I'm coming from yeah I'll be honest I'm a reddit I'm a redditor so for me it is probably very much aligned with the rest of reddit yeah. in that I don't don't kill Glenn what the fuck I like, well my argument for not killing Glenn I don't think it would serve the same purpose that killing Glenn in the comic served Glenn was a fan favorite comic book character. Daryl fills that role for the TV. That's true. Mm-hmm. Daryl is the comic book version of Glenn. That's true. 
for the fan base. And and here's another thing is with the show, typically they kill off characters once they've fulfilled the role in the in the show. Yeah. Typically when they serve no purpose, they've killed that character. Yes. And then they've thrown in new characters to fill that void. Now, you can make that argument and say, okay, Glenn's filled his role, he's going to die. Yeah. And like you said, Daryl was going to fill that. I've heard that theory too, but here's something. To my point, I really wouldn't be that upset. I, I like Maggie, but she's not Deanna. She can't be. No. She can't. She can't do that. She doesn't have that experience that Deanna had, and the fact that she was a politician before the zombie apocalypse. She doesn't have that. She's a farm girl who grew up on a farm in the middle of Georgia. She knows shit about the rest of the world. She barely under, like. She was barely able to understand Glenn, yeah. let alone the rest of his group, yeah. because she was sheltered as fuck during the during the apocalypse. During the beginning of the apocalypse. During the beginning, she nowhere as near as sheltered as the descendants of the Daleks. Very true. Very true. Yeah. And in that regard, maybe that's why she still why she can't be Deanna, because Deanna is still clean. De- what? Deanna. Deanna. I always struggle with these D names. With 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 these. Two syllable like Diana, Diana, David, David, <laughs> David. <laughs> but she she struggles with comprehending the full scope of the zombie apocalypse. So, do we really want a character that who we have grown to love and respect to emulate a character who we respect some bits of, but kind of ridicule the rest? I mean, how many of us were saying from the beginning, Deanna doesn't really get this. She doesn't understand. Well, that was a ro- another role that was changed from the comics because it was her husband in the comics. Yeah. That mm-hmm. had that role. Sure. Yeah. So that, it, honestly, it just furthers my point. Why not show it? Why not just show, kill Glenn or kill Maggie? Well, see, One of the two, what they could do it. Or unless, kill Carol. Just do it. Just have the balls. Just have the balls to do it at the end and make that the cliffhanger. Because I think it takes away from... I, I honestly do. I agree with this. It takes away from the idea that the main the main thing you should be coming away from the finale of this season thinking, it's holy what shit. is... what Holy shit. What is Rick's group going to do with this revelation that Neekin's group is so powerful and there are other groups like this in the world? That, what I want to know is what's next, not who's dead. I will be brought back by the cliffhanger of what's next for this group. Mm-hmm. What is going to happen? Not that who's is, dead. That, I am already no, coming no, no, back no, no. because of that. You do not need to not that kill is, off a character at the end. The you character do, died. A character I, died at the end A character that died. I will that, re- is, that itself is what is which important. This whole, Same thing in your argument this whole, is what happened. But this, it didn't show you who. But, the, but is it really important? Yeah. We knew that it was going to happen. Is it that important? We knew from the get-go that a person was going to die when Negan's group made contact with Rick's group. Yes. It was going to happen. We knew it from the start. So just give us the death so that we can come back because we're going to come back wondering. We And I, I repeat, we will come back. Yes. Not because we want to know who is going to die, but because we want to know what comes next for Rick's group. Not in regards to the person that, dying, exactly but in regards to what is going to happen. So producers are looking at it, okay, yes, that, this episode ended with the death. Stop it there. The next episode will pick up with the death. We mm-hmm. will see the death. But I, what I'm saying but is the death doesn't matter. It's to lead you... I, I can understand, like, say, say, say they kill Daryl. Daryl has a huge fucking fan base. 
that probably wouldn't come back. So it's so it's cowardice on that part of that. It's cowardice. No, it's it's. I mean, it's logical, but it's also logical to to my eyes that the producer is going to be cowards. It's logical to me. No, it's it's completely logical from a business standpoint because we are from a business standpoint. Yes, from a storytelling standpoint, it's fucking cowardice. The next episode will be a new beginning, no matter what. It's a new beginning for the show. That's what I was. The story. The story is done. The story up to this point is finished. Yeah. This is a new beginning for the show. Yeah. I, mean, I agree. They so could have, why not make it a full ending? Well, I mean, they Why not make they it a full ending? Yeah. Did they? Did they? Someone did they? Died. Yes. They ca- a, but how many people agree died. that somebody died? Everybody. Everybody agrees. That person is dead for sure. Yeah. They, they even, they even, you even hear him crushing that person's body. Yeah. And and you know well, there is dead. a death. They, yeah, they could have they could have so easily. Know there's a death. What? So what? So what? So what does it serve? What does it serve? If it's not important, then what does it serve? Not telling us who died. I would argue that the death the death is important from the fact of adding to that cliffhanger because they could have easily shown the death and then ended on Rick screaming into the air, screaming Negan's name as his group rides off. But that doesn't add uh, as much substance as just showing a first-person's perspective of someone getting hit. Yeah. And then us wondering, what are we doing right now? Talking about who possibly died. Yeah, exactly. It creates buildup for the next yeah. season. It creates drama, but honestly, if they're going to continue to do this as, a, as an ending, all I'm seeing is someone jacking off some AMC producer <laughs> saying... Congratulations! You came while no one else saw. Great! That's great. Here's here's one of my last. Though this is the first time that they have not shown you who died. Yeah. Are you guys current with the book? She's Uh, closer than I. I'm kind of. Well, this next season will be unlike any other season of the show. War is coming. Yeah, all out war. Uh-huh. Not only th- there's gonna, war. Yeah, yeah, there's gonna be literally a civil war. I mean, there's gonna be other groups like the the the, ar- the armored people. Yeah. We thought those were from the hilltop. They're not. I didn't think they were from the hilltop. I thought I thought from the beginning of the last of the final episode of this past season. I thought from the beginning that guy that they were that Negan's group was killing mm-hmm. and was actively trying to stage a dramatic killing and execution of in front of Rick's group. I knew from well, the start. They killed everybody at the library, which yeah. I thought yeah. was a nice little touch. Yeah. I knew from I knew from the library, yeah. and then you see the other guy hanging at the library with yeah. Morgan's there. Exactly. Nice little subplot. <laughs> exactly. I knew for the fucking start they're like Hilltop's doomed. They're yeah. done. Well, people that don't read the comics, they may not be very familiar about who these people are or their real yeah, relevance. That other group is called the Kingdom. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah there's a big black guy in charge with a tiger. A fucking tiger, yeah. The, so the last thing that I so remember about give the us some give us some hints at like Jesus show us a like, show us an ending image of a dude with a fucking tiger. I'm gonna wonder who the fuck that dude is. He's got a tiger. It's a big kitty. I love cats. We, we, like, you got on. me. <laughs> you got the whole internet. You have the whole internet when you show a big fucking cat. You got the internet. You have won. Can we can we wrap uh, up the Walking Dead talk here? We are 20 minutes in. I still haven't said the title of the show or the opening music, guys. I love it. I love the Walking Dead. All right. Well, I'm David West. I'm Tom Stoffer.
I'm Peaches. I'm Sam Shockney. Sorry. This is, this is kind of epic show. Or, Sorry. Well, point, As you can tell, it's, it's kind a of walking, epic. Walking Dead show. Apparently. It's pretty epic, though. But uh, I'm now going to cue the opening music and be like, wow, this is really in the middle of a conversation here. All right. Uh, yeah. I'm going to hit the space bar real fast and pause it. Yeah. Fucking See, that's the thing. They've won. The producers have won if you're pissed Here's off. The thing, though. I would have been pissed off and watched it anyways. It's like they took it to another level of pissed off and watched it anyways. <laughs> it's not just, oh, let's piss him off and make him come back. It's, let's piss him off and make him pissed off when he comes back. There's a subtle difference there. For every other season, I've come back wondering what the hell happens. Because I was pissed off the last episode. Hey, this time, I'm actually angry. I got a question. Did you watch Lost? No. I watched the first season and got bored. Alright, because I was going to throw an example with it in Lost where they opened up the hatch. Ends on a cliffhanger. You don't yeah. see what's in the hatch. Mm-hmm. I've seen that. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a common thing in television. It might be so common that that's well, why I don't watch popular television. Because, like, Lost is one of those things. I watched the first season, and I realized every single episode ended with a cliffhanger, and I was like, fuck this, I'm not doing it. It's called episodic television. Yeah. I'm like, fuck this! I'd rather serialization. Give me an that actual is. ending to each chapter. <laughs> Conclusion. I apparently to have I, some I ain't gonna pause this while he goes take some piss. Why we take a piss? While we take some piss? <laughs> <laughs> I have to measure it. I was what? Yes. <laughs> All right. So if I could pick anyone that would die besides Glenn, I would feel like it would or be Darryl. Abraham or Daryl, which I don't think it's Daryl because I know it's not Daryl. Yeah. Um, it would possibly be Abraham because he's supposed to be dead by now. And, and, and the reason I say yeah. it can't be Daryl is because I'm there, ready to catch up on all the comics. There have shit. been there have been too many <laughs> indications that Daryl may not come back the next season. It seems it seems he like has another show on AMC. Exactly. Yeah, he but has another show with actors AMC. and actresses have done on, multiple on shows. On Instagram, he time. posted an image of him working with a famous game developer on a new game. So yeah. it seems like, oh, look, all these things Norman Reedus is doing. Well, oh, look, this new show, Norman Reedus, traveling around on bikes. Yes, that's but, great. But, here's, but that's too easy. That's too easy. Yeah, and plus He's his face his me. face is on everything Walking Dead. But he so also you, blow up, too. You, this could, he could finally be the breakout actor from The Walking Dead, too. Yes. Like, is well-deserved? I mean, yeah. let's be honest. How long has he been a cult favorite actor? Forever. Exactly. Yeah. It well, started with the, like, what is the first movie most people can associate with it? Blade 2. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Cult movie. Really? Yeah. How many people have watched the Blade series? I, I didn't see Boondock Saints. Boondock. Blade I, would oh. say Boondock Saints. I would say yeah. Boondock Saints. I think 50, 50 would say, 50% would say Blade 2, the other 50 yeah. would say Boondock yeah. Saints. And uh, in Boondock Saints and Boondock Saints 2, like, he embodies this character. His accent is fucking terrible. I will be fucking honest with you. It's fucking awful. It's terrible. <laughs> From everybody across the pond, it's fucking awful. 
<laughs> it does not fit. It does not but, fit. What about Sean Patrick Flannery? Is he? Is he? Not much better. Let's okay. be, but the only a, the only accurate Irish accent in that show is from a Scotsman. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of makes sense, though. Yeah, right. I, you would expect a Scottish person can imitate something that they kind of they have somewhat a, despise yeah, and somewhat idolize at the same time. Yeah. Sorry, Scottish people. I love you. You know, they're closer together. Gaelic versus the British. <laughs> All right, guys. So. Uh, <laughs> I think that's enough Walking Dead. Uh, so the, the chunk of this episode is going to be uh, some trailer talk. Trailer talk! Now, last week we spent most of our time talking about one specific trailer. I mean, are you kidding me? Is Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Is, 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 does Daryl not count as trailer talk? Tra- trailer trash mm-hmm. talk? Yeah. Uh, actually, I was going to make a white beater shirt, shirt joke, but I mean, you beat me uh, to the punch. Yeah. So... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I just want to say that IGN validated last week's podcast because they backed me up. Mm. IGN backed me up on something that apparently I was the only person I know to actually hear. Okay. You can hear Vader's breathing. Uh, IGN backed me up on it, and I mentioned it in the podcast, and everybody treated me like I was a dumbass. That's what treated me like I was a dumbass. Well, I was not here, yeah. but I would yeah, agree yeah, with yeah. you. Vader is in that. He's in that teaser trailer. Yeah. How could he not be? You're well, stealing the like. When, uh, when, Finn, when she turns around, that last shot of her, you can hear the end of his respirator. Exactly. What are you going to become? It's well, you just it's yeah. perfect. It's perfect. I mean, yeah. it adds the emphasis of will you become a Sith like he did? Will you, or at least will you become a dark side sympathizer? Yeah. Will you be yeah. turned? Will you enter into this gray area? Because let's be honest, Vader, in a sense, has always embodied this maybe not support the Empire 100%, but support the end goals of the Empire. Yeah. And so the, it's sort of the ends justify the means for Vader. It's, mm-hmm. less, it's less the means and more the end. Whereas for the Emperor, it is very much the means. He enjoys torturing and manipulating people, whereas Vader has always, from the start, been about getting his agenda done. Yeah. Well, uh, so, trailer talk today. We have a bunch of stuff lined up. We're going to pause between each of them, show, show the trailer, and then we'll talk about each trailer. Sounds cool. Like- <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, we're back. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, I would agree. I would first agree. trailer up, the HBO just another trailer for season six of Game of Thrones. Uh, initial thoughts? I'm very excited considering this is all uncharted territory. For the most part, un- what I'm assuming uncharted territory, they have yet to show any of the Iron Islands plot that was in the books yeah, which up to this point. Which we'll, we'll I, I'm wondering if they're going to borrow from or how much they're just going to write off considering how much they wrote in for the Dorne plot that was atrocious for the last the last season. Let's be honest, beyond just the choreography of the fight fight scene between the Sand Vipers and the re- and Jamie. Jamie I, I liked it. I haven't read the books. Okay. So. so that there's a valid opinion based on someone who hasn't read the books. As someone who has it it took away from my understanding of Obara Sand. The Sand the Sand Vipers to me were way more badass than someone who is just going to kind of dance around brawn the cell sword. Are you kidding me? They are the children of Oberon. Yeah. Who, like, they should at the very least have his cunning and his 
ability because they were raised like he was outside of the limelight of ever taking any sort of political role. He was at the very most the second son. The second son. In most of these families in Westeros, the second and third son go and join the fucking Night's Watch. Yeah. So the fact that they are these bastards who are less than Jon Snow, we're, we're, making, we're making a series based on the fact that bastards can be great. Yes. Jon Snow, arguably great. Arguably dead. Arguably dead. And they did, and they, and the other bastard, though, what, what's his name? Bra- the Bolton. Bolton. Yeah, Ramsey. Ramsey He's Bolton. fucking crazy as shit. But is he effective and badass? Yeah. Effective, yes. yes. Badass. I'm I mean, he says, sure. he says, give me 30 good men. And what does he do? Exactly what he says. Fair enough. He follows through. Obara Sand? Eh. Eh. At most. Jon Snow? More than eh, but less than woo! And then stab. <laughs> and then stab, 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 stab. Which, I'm going to be honest... Honestly, I really hope Ollie sees his end in this season because I want that little shit dead. Yes. <laughs> By zombie Jon Snow. By zombie Jon Snow. But I don't know. That last that that, that part of the season took away. It, it was the uh, producers basically saying, "Hey, we'll add something in," mm-hmm. and then they failed. Like it had promise. The first few episodes with Jamie and Braun going to Dorne was not something that I was like, oh, this is going to be bad. But as soon as they got to Dorne, it was like, oh, look, we just waltz into the palace. We just waltz in. Oh, look, there's the crown. There's the, there's the princess and the crown prince of Dorne. Like, oh, it was so easy. Anyone could have fucking broken in. You let a fucking guy who had... I could have walked in and... You let a sellsword and a guy with one hand who looks like the Kingslayer. The entire last season, like, the major plots concerning Jamie were centered around the fact that he was recognizable. Yeah. If he's so recognizable, do you really think the people of Dorne aren't going to recognize the Kingslayer? They're not going to recognize the sibling or the guy who was the son of the man who ordered the killing of your princes and princesses, the children of Rhaegar were killed on the orders of Tywin Lannister. Yeah. Do you, if that is such a national tragedy, do you, do you really think the people of Dorne would not know what Jaime Lannister looks like? How do you answer that? Is he, is he wearing glasses like Clark Kent? Oh, there he Oh, look. He's got, a, he's got another hand. Hold me on. Hold me on. Should you not have heard about that by now? Do you really, really think that the Boltons aren't advertising, hey, look, we chopped off the Kingslayer's hand. Yeah. You see a man with a fucking iron hand who's walking around like he still owns the place, has blonde hair, it's fucking beautiful, and is walking around with another dude who just is like, oh, look, I'm singing songs, Lannister songs in the land of Dorne. <laughs> Give it away! No, that was Braun, right? Exactly. Yeah, Braun so that is singing songs. He's singing the Dornishman's wife. He is singing the most offensive song to Dorn that we know of in the in the Song of Ice and Fire canon. He is singing the most offensive song, and we know this. And he's they're encountered by uh, by Dornish military Dornish soldiers, and they kill them like. How powerful is Dorn really? 
Mostly just, hey, let's tease Oberon's older brother. Yeah. And that's cool. I'm cool with that. Yeah. And I'm cool with giving some plot to Marcella. Interesting. That's cool. Which, which one was the, uh, the I'm the sexiest woman? Because <laughs> I enjoyed those scenes. Because <laughs> I was having a hard time. I know Concentrating. Like singing these songs, but then he's just yeah. like, ooh, ooh, look at the ladies. And then he's like, yeah. bad pussy. <laughs> I was like, yes, yes, you are. I'll be honest, bad pussy, like that whole that whole dialogue, they definitely, I will give the producers and the writers credit, they captured the spirit of what Braun would appreciate. Yeah. Very much so. He absolutely would have been like, all into someone who's going to be like, who's the sexiest woman? Bad pussy. <laughs> of course he would. Yeah. Of course he would. I think everybody watching it was. Sam probably was. Too. I mean, it's boobs. Come on. <laughs> it's boobs. But relying on boobs. It's Game of Thrones. That's, Wait a second. Yeah. That's more than a, HBO can do better than that. Uh, I mean, uh, it's like, HBO, right? I mean, so this is HBO. They have to have. They have to have learned from from Rome. You can't just rely on the series' success based on boobs. Rome was good for one season. The second season kind of sucked. Well, I mean, but it had boobs. But there's more it than... was not a third season of Rome. Let's remember this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was plenty of material, but there was no third season of Rome. Material meaning material meaning material meaning history. Like Rome is roughly, if you were to go back from a classical history perspective, Rome is. You could base the entire series of HBO's Rome off of the letters from Cato and Caesar to the Roman Senate. You could base it all off of that. It is there. I was, re- like, I read them. It's there. It's all there. So, all that so drama wait, is there. So, so what you're telling me is that uh, last week tonight needs more boobs. Yes. If uh, John Oliver wants to be taken seriously, he needs to show some fucking nipples. Gotcha. <laughs> it will probably be, it will probably be his own. Yes. So. If it's his own, still, I'm. But I he, bet you there are women out there who would tune in just for that. I mean, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's totally great. I, I, I mean, I tune in every week, so. Th- this whole last conversation to me is so interesting because I feel like you're you're making it seem like the Game of Thrones is literally hanging on literally like Oops. two like nickel, nipple clamps are attached Shame. and they're just Shame. <laughs> Shame. I mean the very first episode they showed us Body a character a character who is by the way under considered in like in the show maybe not but and in real, in life, real life maybe not underage. but like in the story, underage. Yeah. Boobs. But here's the thing. Boobs. Daenerys. In the One. first episode, we see her. Why are we con- Okay, here's my question. Why are we concentrating on just boobs? Because I understand. I mean, I don't watch the, the, the show, but I want to. But I understand there's more than just boob. There's some penis there, too. So why don't, there's a big floppy dick. Why don't we talk about the big floppy dick? I mean, like. I mean, if you're. <laughs> but, I mean. Let's be honest. South Park has already done as much as we could possibly do. I know. How much I feel like we're that's that's where I was gonna go. Is like we're gonna rotate all the way around what <laughs> South Park's already talked about with the show. But I mean, the, the, the that's where the kind of comes in. Like, 
comes from. That's okay. The, one reason why they have nudity in that show is because, I mean, it's HBO, and they can do that. It is going to draw viewers. And honestly, it does add to the, it does add to the authenticity of the show. Because in real life, people get naked. Yeah. They don't just right. take off their you shirt know. and automatically have a bra on or automatically have underwear on. Yeah. That, that's not the case. Nope. It's certainly in Rome, not uh, the on, case. Hold on, just uh, also, going back to The Walking Dead, sorry. Sorry, I know I said... I think I know where you're going to go with this. Okay. But uh, so many people were complaining that Negan's speech wasn't Was, his speech. Wasn't, he's supposed to curse. Wasn't he's vulgar enough. can't do that on AMC. No, you can't, no. And that's just something that they're just going to have to deal with. But I feel like that's hypocritical. Why aren't you, why aren't you t say, saying, saying, like, saying, like, like, oh, Rick isn't swearing enough. He swears in the comic books. Uh, other characters swear in the comic books all the time. Why hasn't that been brought up? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to posit that maybe the reason it hasn't been brought up is that the American people and the FCC as a whole are unwilling to understand that we get that showing boobs on television is no worse than cursing. But public television is unwilling to embrace that because the FCC is archaic. Well, the FCC is a result of Reagan and his wife. It's a culture thing, for sure. Fuck because it, uh, th there's countries in Europe that on national television will show boobs. Yeah, orange juice commercials will show, show boobs. Show boobs, yes. So it's a completely yeah, a culture Yes, it, it's true. It's a cultural thing. Commercials, we'll show boobs. Yeah, it's a cultural thing. There's water. There's water commercials that I've seen. That a woman just on an escalator, completely naked, pushing everything, America, and she's just holding a glass of water. Let's be honest. In America, the war is not on freedom of speech. The war is on American women's bodies. I'm sorry. You're a woman. You can't show yourself topless. I'm so, sorry. It's so not allowed. So what we're getting from this Game of Thrones trailer is they don't show us any story. Just flashes. Oh yeah, flashes of action and whatnot. A few, a few Dragons. scenes of dialogue, but it's a few scenes of dialogue. But they're they're ultimately teasing at at something that has been a part of speculation since the last book came out. I'm I, sorry, it's nothing new. This is gonna see. I was surprised at the lack of brand. I will agree. There's only there's you can you get this one shot of Bran and the Night's King, or what we assume is the Night's King. We don't know that he's the Night's King. We don't know how, that he is this person. And I, I understand they don't want to tease too much because if they give too much, well, it, will, it will it will it will it will confirm. But ultimately, I think this kind of reflects back not only on the HBO producers; they're doing everything they can. DB Weiss, like D and D as it were, yeah. are doing everything they can given the material they have been presented with. Yeah. And I'm not going to fault them for it, aside from Dorne. They were given plenty of material to build on. They had the entire Iron Islands plot. They had Fagon. They had fucking Fagon. You have a man who is saying he is Aegon, the child of the Targaryens. He is a rival to Daenerys. You have this entire plot and you just ignore it. You write it off as if it doesn't exist. Well, and then, like Lady Stoneheart and everything. Lady Stoneheart, for sure. Lady Stoneheart, plus you kind of have Robert Strong. You kind of. If you're going to have Robert Strong, just give us Lady Stoneheart. All of us, are hearts are bleeding for the, for the Starks. Yeah. You gave us the Starks from the beginning. Follow through. Have yeah. some fucking balls. I think in general, if we tie together the Walking balls Dead... And boobs. If we talk, Yeah. If we, talk, if, we, if we combine the Walking Dead... 
with Game of Thrones, what we have is a lack of balls and a lack of boobs. They're too afraid. <laughs> they're, they're too afraid to show some fucking balls and make some decisions story-wise, and too willing to show multiple boobs instead. They would rather distract us in a bait and switch with boobs versus actually having balls and making some story decisions. So what you're saying is, instead of killing someone on The Walking Dead, they just showed boobs. Or, or yes. Junk. Or some junk. Or some junk. Or both. <laughs> Like, let's be honest, how like, many people instead, would see more Michonne if we saw her boobs? I'm not answering that. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I rest my case. You know, actually, best line, best line had to come from Tyrion, like always. Uh, I, I, Peter, how and can, I know things. How can you fault anything Peter Dinklage has ever yeah, said right? on, on script? Like, <laughs> you know, one thing I don't get, he's so wonderful on Game of Thrones, but any movie he does is usually garbage. Yeah. Especially pixels? Pixels. Terrible. He was a part of Pixels. I mean, Pixels was a shitty movie from the concept. But he made it worse. They took, mm. they took a short film that was very well done, yeah. very, well con- like, very well written, very well directed, well filmed. It was a good short film. Yeah. And they took, it's like, it's like the Beatles. They took good music for Magical Mystery Tour and they decided, let's, let's make a movie. <laughs> and let's actually release this movie. They should have known after they filmed it, this shit is terrible. Yeah. yeah. You have an entire sequence of people just kind of doing nothing on Air Force Base yeah. saying, I am the walrus. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, how is that going to be a successful popular television? Right. If that, like, it's all, if it, the Beatles can't make popular television with shit like that, why do you think HBO can? Yeah. It's uh, the same quality bullshit. All right, we need to move on to the, the next trailer. All right. We're talking about the trailer for the new Ninja Turtle movies. I've been reading the Ninja Turtles comic books, um, the comic books themselves for a few year, for a few years now, but have been fucking awesome. I ha- love the and they have been great. The current Toons, Toons book is very good. Yeah. I, new cartoons great. I love the current cartoon series on Nickelodeon. I can't disagree. Yeah. It, it, it's it's well done. It's right. well written. It's well done. Yeah. First thing I'm going to say is I feel like Michael Bay. His sole purpose is to shatter our childhood. The 80s no, the just 80s. to shatter our childhood, just period. Like okay. I, I just. Did you guys see every, the first movie? Am I the only one that saw the first movie? I saw. Not. I didn't see all of it because I couldn't. I couldn't sit through shit. it. I couldn't the sit through it. I had to turn it off. I tried. I yeah. tried to watch it. I had to turn it off. It was. It, it, it took away too much from the agency of April O'Neil. April O'Neil is supposed to be a strong female character, not just sex appeal. She shouldn't be. She shouldn't even be that sexy. Exactly. She's not supposed to be. She, at yeah. most At most, she's. But or like, Velma. But, but no. But no, Megan Fox. Velma. Let's be honest. Linda Cardellini. Megan Fox for Michael Bay is I mean, basically like Johnny Apes. Depp for, for you know who. Yeah. Basically. Though I, no, you know though I she is attached from the nineties movies and from the 90, from the comics, she was always referred to as a babe. Yeah. She is supposed yeah. to be attractive. True. Now, is she supposed to be attractive at the expense of her agency, at the expense of her being a dynamite investi- like investigative ju- journalist? She's supposed to be like Lois Lane, kind of combined with. Um, what's her face from Daredevil? Yeah. She's supposed to be this badass, slightly vulnerable journalist yeah. who is mostly capable, but when it, when faced with the phenomenal, yeah. is like everyone else comes up short. She's not a she's not a ninja. She's just a capable human being. Yeah. Yeah. Now you have the turtles. 
I think the turtles are portrayed fairly well. Yeah, I thought the characterizations of the turtles were, were good in the first movie, and I'm sure that'll carry over for this movie. Um, mm, I don't know. I, I, Splinter was super racist in that first movie, which I would agree. will probably carry over into in the, the second From one. what I've seen, I would agree. I, How, what do you think in terms of the the, the separation between Donna, Donatello and... Um, this is, what do you mean, separation? It seems to me the characters of Donatello and, say... Raphael are kind of similar in these trailers. Really? Well, Donatello, he's the science guy. He's the... the yeah. One. I don't know where I was going with yeah, this. Yeah, he's the one experimenting on himself. That's true. Which I, I do think is funny. They got a lot of criticism over the look of the turtles. Okay. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. They, they, Their faces look weird. They look okay. out of proportion, in my yes. opinion. Donatello, Leonardo. What is to separate those two characters distinctly? Well, in, in that trailer, uh, specifically, Leonardo's talking about how they're turtles and they should stay turtles. Okay. Mm-hmm. What Donatello's trying to become human. Is it Donatello or is it Raphael who's trying to become human? I think, I think they're kind of on the same side. Wait, which... Donatello's the one that puts the purple mutagen on his hand. Okay. But is that more like a, a curiosity hand. or a human hand thing? I don't know. The way I'm looking at it is they can... Say they just walk into a mist with this purple. I'd say regardless, it still kind of fits. And they, character. they You're can right. fix the way these turtles look. Possibly, right. but kind of he, is it just me, or is this just a retelling of the the second movie with the with the live action? I feel like it is. I feel like they just got freaking lazy yeah. and they took that that story. They they're trying to fix and, some and, of the kinks and they vanilla, made it flashy. And instead of Vanilla Ice, they gave us Beastie Boys. You take one unsuccessful <laughs> white rapper and give us a gr- a collective group of successful <laughs> white rappers. <laughs> go Ninja, go Ninja. Uh, oh? it, <laughs> forward to seeing Bebop and Rocksteady. As much as I like Toka and Razor in the original second film. And let's be honest, that was great. Yeah, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Those first two this, movies The are scene great. in the toy store. Yeah. The scene in yeah. the toy store. Yeah, oh, I agree. Yeah. I, I, those are great films. Great. Well, especially when you're a little kid and you saw that and you're just like, you basically so pissed yourself. You're like, this is so awesome. Yeah. I want all the action figures now. I wanted to be able to do backflips so that when I got in trouble, I could do backflips. <laughs> That's what I wanted, and it never happened. No, I, as being a huge fan of the cartoon, the original cartoon, I love seeing Bebop and Rockstar. Of course. That's so great. And actually, I thought it had one of the best lines in there at the beginning of the trailer when they're talking about, oh, I'm a rhinoceros. Oh, I, I'm a little piggy. <laughs> I, it made me laugh. It's uh, I, I, can't, I can't deny it made me laugh. And to give Megan Fox some credit, she just did a, a guest in on New Girl. Yeah. And it was actually entertaining. She was actually good on New Girl. She, uh, well, Zoe Deschanel's character had jury duty, so she was out for like five episodes to deal with her pregnancy. Mm-hmm. She, she had a kid. Mm-hmm. So it's just a way to write her out of the show to bring her back in. I'm going to throw this out there. Most of my... Most of my objection to Megan Fox has little to do with Megan Fox's actual acting in its own right. It's more that she is cast in these characters that takes away from these characters' strengths based on the fact that Megan Fox herself is ridiculously attractive. I'm sorry, she is. She is, And you have to accept that. But at the same time, she may or may not be a fantastic actor, but most of her roles are basing their success around her attractiveness. And I don't think that's her fault. I think it's ultimately a symptom of a 
sick Hollywood more than anything else. Yeah. But I at the that. same no, time, I, I do wonder. One, like April O'Neil in my in my in my head has always been a redhead. That's, yeah, she has. I mean, that's yeah. that's part of the comics. It's part mm -hmm. of the TV show. It's part of the it's part of the actual live action show. The early live actions. Yeah. Took that away. Well, I, it took yeah, the I will agree. Now, to a, to some extent, uh, to some extent, appearance should not matter. Like a good example of the exact opposite of what you're saying is with Harry Potter. There's a new book coming out that is based off of a, play, of a very popular play Where in England. Hermione is black. Hermione is black, and there's a lot of criticism that like, why should she be black? We know her from the movies. That that's where you're like, eh. And nowhere in the book does it describe what she looks like. Yeah. True. Aside from frizzy hair. Aside from frizzy hair and the buck teeth, and that, which honest, she fixed. And let's be honest, the movies failed us in that regard, too. You gave us, they gave us a ridiculously attractive Emma Watson instead of giving us a human, a very yeah. human Hermione. In the movies, human, Hermione is a, is a perfection. She is Hermione in every single movie. She is, aside from the first, she's portrayed as damn near fucking perfect. Yeah. They don't show her faults. They don't show her insecurities about her teeth. They don't show her insecurities about how she's muggle-born. All they show is fucking perfect Emma Watson. Well, yeah, no, I would, I, would I would disagree. No, they, they portrayed Hermione's character from the book pretty much perfectly in, in the movies. I disagree. They, they, made her, they made her seem like a know-it-all. Check. They made her seem very perfect. Check. Was she gorgeous? They don't describe that in the books, so that is in fact, they up to interpretation. They describe her maybe not homely. as homely, homely. but as buck-toothed. Okay, the buck-toothed thing. frizzy hair. The frizzy hair, check. Not, they never the buck-toothed thing. They never once say, it's supposed to be a surprise Sorry. in the Goblet of Fire that she appears at the Winter Ball, as at gorgeous, the Yule Ball, yes. as gorgeous. It's supposed to be a surprise. Tell me it's not. And yet, at any point before that, were you surprised that Emma Watson was gorgeous? All right, so I'm going to end it that the, the adaptations of the book to the movie is not completely perfect. So you can't critique every single aspect. You can't be like, oh, man, I wanted a pony, but it's not a real pony. It's just plastic. It's just like, hey, it's a pony. Deal with it. Okay, so my I point, my po but hang on here. Hang on here. Going back to your point, which I agree to about Megan Fox, is that Okay, you can have these characters that don't 100% fit with what you're used to in the other adaptations. But however, with Megan Fox's character, she fits none of the criteria. Yeah. And that they're just putting this character in here for sex appeal. She's yeah. pure sex can, appeal. She takes away entirely from the female perspective. Can, can I add something? Of course. Uh, you can. So, on the cartoon series, uh, April was played by Mae Whitman. Do you know who Mae Whitman is? Please elaborate the, the for those of us who don't. The beautiful Whitman, comedic actress Mae Whitman from Arrested Development. Mm -hmm. Her, Egg. Okay, I get it. Why, why not just go with the actress that's currently playing her in the cartoon series? She has an established acting career. She's already playing the, the role, even though it's on cartoon. Why not just go with her? It's yeah. Michael Bay. Yeah. I, thank you. I was, gonna say, I was going to say, I was going to say, I was going to say, this is a biased opinion, but fucking Michael Bay. And that's of, in it. Ter in, in terms <laughs> of non-Scream Queen roles, yeah. how many roles has, has Megan Fox realistically had outside of a Michael Bay movie in the last it, five years in Hollywood outside of Scream like Queen Like I said, it, roles? Yeah, I don't, I don't Johnny Depp is like 
they're, they're attached, like Donnie Depp and Tim Burton, like Michael Bay and Megan Fox. Well, they they come in a package. They almost had a Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> At least Shia LaBeouf is not in these films. No. no. All, gra- all, all credit granted to him, he is, an a- he is an actor. Yes. And he has done some great roles, and he has done a good bit of diversity in yeah. his roles. And yeah, I will give sure. him credit for that. He might be nuts, but... He may be nuts, but mm-hmm. I mean, all the best are. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, the first, the first Turtles got me. I was in the theater opening night to see that movie. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. <laughs> so if this, if this second one doesn't turn out, I'm going to be screaming from the top of my lungs, shame on David, yeah. shame on David. Well, especially if I go to it. Which there's a lot in this trailer that I kind of want to see. There was pro- there was pro- you were probably saying the same thing about the first one, man. It was. There was it a was. there was a lot of flashy, cool stuff in the first trailer. Yeah. I remember it. At the very uh, least, none of this is as bad as Gods of Egypt looked. And you, no, let's no. be honest, you didn't go to that. So to that. I will give you credit if you go to this. I even had a pre I haven't had pre screen tickets for Gods of Egypt, and I still didn't want to see ja- it. For Jamie free. Costawaldu couldn't bring you to that. Yeah. Jamie, I said Jamie. His name isn't. No, it's, that's it's, I just I associated uh, with him. What is it? Oh, Nicholas. Shit. Yeah, Nicholas. Nicholas or Waldo. Uh, whatever. How you? How? Yeah, it's French. It, yeah. I'm not good with French. Yeah. Is anybody know. good with French? Yeah. Aside from the French people and Algerians, maybe. No, I don't think so. Maybe Haitians. Maybe. Sorry. <laughs> Canadians. <laughs> Some. Let's yeah. be honest. How many of the French people would say Quebec? Yeah. All right. Well, since we got on the topic of uh, Harry Potter, let's move on to the next trailer. <laughs> made side scripts which she has sold to charity about Harry's parents. So that 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 story is this out is, there. This, I know, but this is set way before the Marauders. Like the Marauders are set mid 60s, maybe late 50s. We're talking about most. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, right? We are. We are. We just watched that trailer. It was great. It actually has me excited for the movie. More and I hate I fucking hate Eddie Red. Which, so. which to me is just alarming. So, something about the way he talks. I, I, I don't like his mouth, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest, I can understand that. <laughs> yeah. That is, in, in any other context, w- would probably be creepy. <laughs> I will say I kind of understand that in the same light. Like from, from the From the moment I saw the first, from, the, from when I saw the first Pirates of the Caribbean, it's this thing with Keira Knightley. How she spoke was just, I, I thought it was an affectation. Until I, until I really got to watching Game of Thrones and realized Lena Headley sort of spoke with the same accent, I didn't realize it was an accent. I thought it was this affectation on a Brit, upon a British yeah, accent, gotcha. as it were. It was some sort of like influence of her own personal, like, <laughs> I, I don't know what it is about her, but some, something definitely... <laughs> And I can understand that with Eddie Redmayne. I, I can understand. I think it's part, partly that, and I also feel like a lot of what he's in, he uh, chews the scenery a little bit. He's kind of usually a bit over the top. Overacting, maybe. Yeah, a little overacting. I will say, I saw Theory of Everything, and it it legitimately was an incredible movie. It was? It was. It uh, was. I heard he only went because he, to quote another movie. <laughs> Full retard. retard, yeah. So you're saying he won for the same reasons for Scott. Yeah. I'm saying if you compare Thomas yes, but Tom Hanks to Eddie Redmayne and Scott versus Tom Hanks versus Eddie Redmayne and Billy and everything, Tom Hanks in for Scott versus Eddie Redmayne. Eddie Redmayne would deserve the award. Over well, here's the thing. It's to correct that, I, I thought he said uh, he went full retard. That's why he didn't win. Like with I am Sam, I am Sam didn't win. 
because he went full retard. And so he didn't go quite full retard, but... He was, he was mm. relatable enough to someone who does not... Have yeah, right. <laughs> he was relatable to someone who does not suffer from said disability or from said disease. And he portrayed it in a realistic enough that it is, honestly, if you look at it, it it's ridiculously similar to actual Stephen Hawking. Like, in... That is physical acting at its finest, and I will argue that to the cows go home. Same with same with Leo and Revenant. Physical acting wise, it was Oscar worthy. Let's look at the physical actors who we look back in the past and think are good. I mean, how many can you honestly draw names? Exactly. Now, now, can we say there's historical precedence for this? Maybe, but none of us remember them, so maybe it stands to reason that this is phenomenal acting, but we're aren't, we aren't going to automatically know it because physical acting just doesn't have the same face value as actual lines. We all remember words. It's easy for us. We've been trained to remember words and lines and stories since school. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Yeah, good. Some of that. I can... I can... I... And I it, it took me a minute. It took me a couple of trailers to really get me excited. I love Harry Potter. 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 I love Harry um, it's kind of like the Hobbit in that regard. It's, it's basing itself on. These Hobbits are still based on. Something. Yeah, know, this is this this, this is kind of scantily. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's kind of the same as the last two Hobbit films in that the majority of their plot is based on scantily covered. Yeah. I'm not, I don't mean that in the Hobbit sense, but I mean that. In the, yeah, I mean that in the. It's barely touched on material. The, the, the book that, Rowl that J.K. Rowling released in regards to Fantastic Beasts and Where's Finding is supposed to be this, this pseudo-textbook. It doesn't have a narrative. It has information. Yeah. And it leaves you with this mysterious, who is mixed to me. Well, I, I, here, here's the thing. I, I kind of have faith in this movie because this, this is a discussion that I had... Exactly. Well, here's the, this is where I'm getting, is that the Harry Potter franchise, J.K. Rowling has a much tighter grip on the, on the Harry Potter franchise than, let's, than say, I would, dare I say, George Lucas had, yeah. or any of the other... Or George like, Martin. Or George Martin. Yeah. Everything that is going to be Harry Potter, Harry Potter has Harry to... Potter. Harry Potter. <laughs> the Welcome new porno here. parody. Anyways, um, <laughs> has to go by J.K., it has to go by her table, and she has to approve it. Yeah. So that, and that, is kind of reassuring that this is going to work. Now, there's also another part of me that says there's got to be there's got to be a point where the franchise is literally just gonna, it's gonna break out, and literally the studios take more control over it, and it gets out of control. It has to end at some point on a. On a satisfying, in a satisfying way. And I think Joe Rowling understands that. I think she, above all, understands a need for closure. And I think she knows that Harry Potter fans at the end of the Harry Potter franchise did not quite receive that. We got, yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, we got somewhat of closure, but then we were teased with this potential future for, yeah. for yeah. Harry's mm-hmm. children. And none of us wanted to let go. That's like asking anyone to let go of their childhood. It's yeah. just not going to work out in a favorable manner. And so if you're going to come back with something, I think she's doing it well in the sense that she is as involved as she is. I think that will forever separate the Harry Potter franchise from, from say, even the Tolkien estate. Yeah. Yeah. I love Tolkien. I love everything about Lord of the Rings, Silmarillion, Hobbit, everything. Even even down to the new Calervo release about the epic, uh, the, the national epic of Finland that inspired the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings. I'm still fucking excited about that. But I understand that the Tolkien estate lost control yeah. of to- of Tolkien's film of Tolkien's idea Tolkien's or his vision in the yeah. film in regards to filming. Yeah. J.K. Rowling is keeping hold of it, and I think at the very least, if the quality of the films does not match the quality of the books, at the very least, it will be internally consistent. Yes, there will be a consistent narrative. Yes, as and long I, as long as she keeps that hold on the franchise yeah. and doesn't let it go, then I I think that's gonna. It will have a consistent path. And she's not It'll be perfect. very straightforward. I think I was talking with David earlier yeah. today. The Pottermore stuff. The, Potter, the stuff she's released about North America in terms of Pottermore, in terms of, in terms of the wizarding world of North America, I think is incredibly contrived. I think she has looked in as an outsider on Native American spiritual beliefs and sort of amalgamated a collection of, dis, of disparate myths and sort of portrayed them in one way as if they're connected in sorts and in, in the sense of a an American school of magic that is reflective not of the regionally specific beliefs of the of the Native American population but rather a collectivist view of it which to me reflects more British colonialism than anything else it's saying hey look all these people in this new place are exactly the same just like yeah. there's such a such a similarity between Celtic peoples. Yeah, of course there's a similarity between British and Celtic peoples because considering the entire landscape of the Celtic world stretching from maybe eastern parts of France to most western points of Ireland, you're still encompassing less than the states of Indiana, Michigan, and Ohio combined. Yeah, but then at the same time, that's like philosophical... Uh, it's a little abstract. I'll uh, that. Viewpoints that are outside of what, why we like J.K. Rowling. But we like J.K. Rowling because she's consistent and because she, at the very no, least... No, we like J.K. Rowling because we like Harry Potter. Okay, that's true. Okay, let's I'll just make that clear. I will no one, we cannot make J.K. Rowling seem like a god here, okay? You're, back to what you're saying, everyone has... <laughs> everyone has... Rowling is our king? Everyone is... Weasley is our king. Rowling is our king. No one's, no one's perfect. So there comes a point when you, you, you have this... Especially when it comes... Well, especially when... No. Oh, oh God. Don't jinx it. Don't jinx. Fuck, don't jinx that. Um, so if you... I, I lost my train of thought. Damn. Uh, J.K. Rowling... No, we can't see this, this person. We can't see anyone like, like a guy just based off the fact that we, they've created this world that we love so dearly. So, sorry, sorry, hardcore nerds of anything that I'm shattering your world right now, but... I mean, I agree. I, agree. I wholeheartedly agree. Like, I think I, just, I, I hope I'm, that this movie does not, re, does not reflect I don't, that I don't think it. I don't, I don't think it will. Um, I hope not, but, like, 
all I gotta say is just stick with what you know and love. Don't don't say okay. Well, now this person's gonna talk about philosophy in this other aspect, but somehow I mean, like oddly connect it to her other little worlds. Like no. I mean, she's the one who published this. She published it on Pottermore. She knows that every hardcore Harry Potter fan is on Pottermore. I know, but how much do you care about the backstory of Minerva McGoggle? Exactly. Hardcore fans, we care. <laughs> okay, let's get back onto the trailer. Yeah, here. sure, sure. So about this trailer, do you think it, do you think they had a name drop like they did? We get Hardwoods name dropped and Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. You think that was essential for this trailer? Hmm. Instantly, the first time I watched it, piqued my interest. I was like, ooh, stuff that I know. It makes me wonder if Albus Dumbledore is going to make a, an appearance in this film. If if in Michael some Hampton? if some way. A care, uh, uh, an actor portraying Albus Dumbledore is going to make an appearance, and if he does, I'm going to wonder who is playing him. Yeah, yeah who of course. And I want to know. I want to see the movie just to understand whether or not Dumbledore it is. It, 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 it is the first trailer, so there. No, second trailer. Oh, this is the second trailer. Yeah, this is the second trailer. Wait, wait, wait. What the, was the first trailer? Just a tease. Yes. Okay, I don't either. count. I don't count that. It if it's just if it's just gonna show like the title and the yeah. subtitle, oh, wait, I don't count showed, that. It, it showed more than just the title and the subtitle. It had footage of the actual. Footage. Oh, what of them like standing in the in, in the subway there no, had, or the train it had station? Footage of the magical beast escaping yeah. escaping Newt Scamander's briefcase. Yeah. I, that, that was there was substantial footage. Okay. Yeah. It was it was a, a substantial teaser before this trailer. There was enough to make me at least want to see this movie, and. Beyond just it, that I'm a Harry Potter fan. It made you aware. Let's okay, just put it that way. I can't quite say beyond just that I'm a Harry Potter fan because I, I will be honest. But how many people who are not fans of the Harry Potter universe would have seen the first teaser and thought, oh, I'm going to see this movie aside from Red, Eddie Redmayne? Obviously good. Well, they, yeah. They use the, something else that bugged me. I don't, I don't remember them using it in the previous trailer, but they used Harry's theme a lot in this trailer, which kind of bugged me. Because that is Harry's theme. That is. And it is even titled Harry's theme. Yes. Like, is that just for this trailer to, you know, same with the name dropping? It is just so we feel familiar. I wonder if we're going to be able to tell it until the movie comes out. Yeah. Yeah. Because as, as of yet, we have yet to see anything tying. We have yet to see any old world footage. All we've seen is Eddie Redmayne in America. Yeah. That's all we've seen. We haven't seen... A single a Colin Farrell with an English or an American accent. Which at the which I know we both we yeah. both talked about this, David. But earlier in the day, we we discussed Colin Farrell has a wonderful Irish accent. He's an Irishman. Yeah. He has a great accent. And in 1920s, 1930s New York, there is absolutely no reason why he can't retain that accent. To me, it actually seems more disingenuine that he's not going to have that accent. How many cops in in New York in the 1920s were not Irish? How many weren't? Yeah. I mean... I know. It's it's a very accurate point to complain about. Just stick with your accent, bro. It's great. It's making America. Just yeah. What is it? It is. It is. It is. I mean, I, Star Wars right now is in a, is in a good example. But when Don't Star Wars, but when Star Wars first, none of us would have given a shit. But when first Star, when Star Wars first came out, the one reason why they used a lot of British actors and actresses is because money, cheap. money. They're cheap. It's They're cheap. cheap. And it's yeah. where they were filming. Of but this is from War- this is from Warner Brothers. I mean, this Warner Brothers is like Coca Cola. You know, yeah. it's. It's American. But Colin Farrell, 
His very name is fucking Irish. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, dude. It rolls off the tongue too well. Colin Farrell? What? It's Irish. Yeah. Tashe fucking Guelga. It's, it's Irish. It... But what? It doesn't take name, away name, name all the Neeson. other. Also, Liam Neeson in Taken. They sh- it should have had a fucking accent. It didn't take. He's away giving. Whatever. He, correct me if I'm wrong, but he's also giving. He's probably also giving his American accent because in all the other movies that he's played in that we all know and love, he has, he has an American accent. In the singular <laughs> movie I can think of where he doesn't is Daredevil, is Daredevil and he plays Bullseye, and it's bad, <laughs> and it's. It's really bad. It's really, really bad. So. No offense, Colin Farrell. I think you're fantastic. In Bruges, was great. Mm. Uh, I loved him in Fright Night. I think Fright Night was un- under- very underrated. Mm-hmm. I'm very ex- overall though. Getting back to Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, yeah. I am very excited. I think it looks very good. I very much like their attention to detail, even in the trailer with the whole Muggle-worthy, yeah, yeah, yeah. the not the very that little bit on the walk of his. Suitcase is great. I think the whole Ellis Island experience is going to resonate with a lot of people, especially for that time period. And I think that adds a level of like relatability to the storyline, which, I mean, it may not add that much, but to me it adds some. And if it adds some to me, then maybe it'll add some to some other people. Yeah. And overall, I think it does look like a very good trailer for a, a movie that is very promising. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think if you take those faults aside, it is really nitpicking. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Let's consider some other trailers that have come out this year. This is nitpicking. Like the Turtles trailer. Mm-hmm. This is nitpicking. We aren't talking about the agency of a female character. We're yeah. talking about whether an actor has a fucking accent or not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah for sure. The quality of the trailer speaks for it's, itself. It's solid, yeah. Yeah. Alright, time to move on to the next one, guys. Alright, guys, so we just watched the new trailer for Suicide Squad. Ooh. Margot Robbie. Yeah, I'm sorry, I, I, feel, I felt like that had to be said first off so that we could focus so on something else afterwards. Yes, she's gorgeous. Robbie's, yes. Agreed. Jared Leto's Joker, um, I'm sorry, I'm it's not going to... Yeah, there, is it's, it is. Though? It, kind, it, it doesn't... It's really, it, it's really more on the gothic side, in my opinion. Like, high school goth. It seems like pop punk, <laughs> high school pop punk no. emo kid more to me, as opposed it's, to goth. Visually? It, you just incorporate more colors, and boom, you got that. Minus the <laughs> okay. tattoos, he looks a lot like the current comic book Joker. Okay. From, from Batman Endgame, minus the tattoos. I'll have to concede to your better knowledge of the DC Universe, because ultimately, I'll be honest, I haven't been much. I don't get the tattoo mm. thing. I don't, I can't. You can't yeah, really connect with it. I can't, I can't it seems to me that, that he's too focused on his appearance and unblemished sort of like makeup covering his scars sort of appearance. It yeah. seems like he's more... We'll find out. We're, yeah. I mean, we've only had glimpses of him in a couple lines. Mm-hmm. So... But yeah, I'm, I'm not exactly co- completely sold on the concept of his character. And the only reason why I want to see this is how they're going to tie in this, if at all... Yeah, if at all. As you can see, there's a lot more Batman in this trailer. Yep. Batman is all over this trailer now. Well, the second half, yes. Yeah, the second half. Yes. First half is definitely establishing the team. Yep. So you get uh, you get introduced to all the characters one by one. You're kind of introduced to everybody. Mm-hmm. You get the premise that they're bad guys being forced to do good. Mm-hmm. Which... With ro- classic rock and roll. Yeah, did I? Did any of you guys get? Uh, was it Mystery Men? 
at the very first half of that trailer, I was like, okay, it's just a, bit, a bunch of, like, rejects, basically, like, making jokes it's here and there. It's Inglorious Bastards mixed with Dirty Dozen, mixed with yeah. Mystery Men, mixed with Deadpool. Pretty much. I, I mean, I'm kind of into it, but at the same time, I don't know. One, Will Smith is playing the same damn character he's played in every fucking movie he's ever been in. But it's Will Smith. And I'm okay with it, but at the you same time... You hire Will Smith to be Will Smith. He's not Deadshot. That's true. He's not Deadshot to me. Yet. And I think, I think that speaks to the entire DC Cinematic yeah. Universe. They keep hiring actors who I honestly... It's hard for me to view them as any other than Well, they hire they, they, they hire them to sell the movie. They're great actors, well, okay. and they That's, let okay. name Henry Cavill, Henry Cavill, unknown. Gal Gadot, unknown. Superman and Wonder Woman are unknown. A very, a very solid counter. Very solid counter, David. The, the, you get three. They have their trinity. Two of those are unknown. One is Ben Affleck, who you hire to direct and write a Batman movie. And who makes great movies, period. Yes. And he was the standout performance in Batman Superman. Which he, I haven't seen, so I can't comment. He was fucking great. A lot of people are saying that's basically a Batman movie. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> you could take Superman out of it, it would be a great Batman movie. I mean, mm-hmm. let's be honest, though. How many Superman cinematic movies have... Re- I say cinematic movie Six. as if that's some sort of... Like, no, this will that's be not the, an oxymoron. Like that's an oxymoron. A cinematic movie? Come on, that's an oxymoron. This is, this is the seventh feature film featuring Superman. Yeah. And how many other Supermen can you really name? All of them. You can, but how many of your average viewers? Kirk, Kirk Allen, George Reeves, uh, Christopher Reeves. Aside, aside from Christopher Reeves, I can't name another. I can't name an actor from another because they haven't been that successful. Man of Steel, maybe. Take Man of Steel away. Henry Cavill, uh, Superman Returns wasn't that successful. They made money, but yeah. not as much as they were hoping for. I'd say, arguably, Superman as a cinematic persona... Not Brandon a, Routh was, I thought Brandon Routh did a great job as Superman. Good, Superman. but I don't think as successful as nearly, at, nowhere near as successful as comic no. Superman. No. I, I wonder if that just speaks to the nature of Superman itself. Is it something that's too, too fantastic for us to really believe in? At least super, at least Batman has his faults. No, because Batman is the first four Superman movies with Christopher Reeves mm-hmm. created the superhero genre. Mm-hmm. Okay. They, they really did movie came out, even as their slogan says, we will make you believe a man can fly. And that's what those movies did. Yeah. So Maybe for you. Well, <laughs> and in the, in the late 70s. Okay, I, I'll get back to that. Yeah. But Man of Steel was good. I'm not sure Man of Steel was enough to draw me to This is on movie. par with Man of Steel. Batman Superman is. Okay. This movie, on the other hand, this is something... I, I think I said it best on my last week. Uh, all the... Uh, this year is a year of superheroes fighting. You get Civil War, Civil, Civil War, War, Batman, Batman Superman. Uh, DC just released Justice League versus Teen Titans. Season two of Daredevils, mostly Daredevil versus Punisher. Punisher. Yeah. And then this movie is a movie with a bunch of bad guys actually getting along. The people you think would be fighting each other seem to be best friends. Yeah, yeah. I think that's well, we'll see because I feel like there's going to be some conflict be some, between. Yeah. I mean, I will give D- yeah. I'll give D- I'll give DC this. The Batman Superman trailers, honestly, if anything, dissuaded me from seeing the movie. They in the show too much in the 
it did not make me want to see the movie at all because I felt like the movie. What's the movie gonna give me? These are better cut trailers. Whereas Suicide Squad actually makes it. I will give them the credit. Suicide Squad. The trailers for Suicide Squad makes me want to see the movie, and not just because of Margot Robbie. Yeah, yeah. It looks. It looks legitimately like a fun movie. It yeah. does. And, you know, I think they, they borrow a little bit of what Guardians of the Galaxy had. Uh, with the, great the, soundtrack. Great soundtrack. All the trailers have had a great soundtrack. And even if you look at it, they introduce all the cast exactly like Ballroom Guardians of the Galaxy. Blitzes. And then instead of uh, having some Uga Chaka, you get Ballroom Blitz. Mm-hmm. And Free Lucy, is great. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think there's a lot of elements there that are, are the same, at least in the trailers. I, I do wonder, though, how much is the DC Universe trying to capitalize on the adult content of Deadpool? Well, you know, that's one thing. The Suicide Squad just went back for reshoots, and everyone's like, oh, it's, the, it's because of Deadpool. Yeah, they're going to want to adult it up, basically. Yeah. And, and the director came out and called bullshit. He was like, that's not the case. Warner Brothers loves our movie. They wanted to give us more money to do more shit. Would you have expected him to say anything else, though? Well, it could also be because of Ben Affleck being such a but, positive thing from Man of Steel, yes. or but from Batman Superman. Batman. Maybe they're adding more Ben, or more ben Affleck as Batman. But that's, to say that, it's like, it's not lying, but it's also not telling the whole truth. It's like, it wasn't his decision to reshoot, but Warner Brothers was like, well, we gotta capitalize on this superhero movement. Let's pour in more money on this, and, and hopefully... So what does that tell you about the movie reaction. as a whole? Is, is the movie well, without... Most movies reshoot. Yeah. Most movies have reshoots. So why do we really care? I'm yeah. going yeah. to say that until I see yeah. the movie, I don't care how many times they go back for reshoot. Yeah. I do not maybe care. There was, maybe there was just a couple scenes that weren't really working too well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were just like, here, go back. And they have my full respect here's, here's for Here's money to go fix some stuff. Yeah. I, I will never fault a movie for adding... For, for trying to make itself better. And, you know, maybe, maybe it is in response to Batman and Superman. Maybe it is response to the in, critical. In, in which failing, case, like the critical uh, failing. failing that it did, it didn't hit with critics. It didn't well hit with, with fans. A, some fans. Some, yeah, it's really divided. It's really. In, ma- in, in, in that case, if if they're going back in response to the fans who weren't satisfied with Batman Superman, good on DC. Yeah, yeah. Good yeah. on them. Respond to your fans. They have time. The movie doesn't come out until August. If they can fix something. Do like, it. Right, Why not? Make it a better yeah. movie. I'm willing to watch it. I'm happy for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I am too. I, 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 I'm looking forward to this movie in August. I think it will be good. I, I, honestly, I'm not sold on, on Leto as as the Joker. I, It'll be different. And, yeah. You know, people were saying the same thing about Heath Ledger. I was going to say, I was just going to say, they've always said and they were, and, that. And maybe, and maybe I'm just yeah. filling into that. And I, that's very possible. You know, the joke. But what I'm not saying, I'm not saying that I can't see anybody other than Heath Ledger playing it. It's more, I'm not seeing, maybe, maybe this is how, how well Heath Ledger fit into the role for yeah. me. And maybe, maybe without saying it, I am saying it. Jared Leto to me does not feel like he's doing anything original as the character. We'll see. We will see, and maybe he does. Yeah. But I'm seeing the same overarching stereotype of someone with manic depression being manic. Yeah. I'm seeing a manic person 
I'm sorry, I could watch Aladdin and see Robin Williams portraying yeah, but a that, person. Yeah, but here's the, the thing. You're basing that off of, off of the trailer. The trailer's not given. The Joker's it's all about his character. Ten, it's probably the first ten minutes the of Joker, the movie. The Joker causes chaos in this movie. Exactly, and he's he's doing that. They haven't shown very many lines at all, so, and we haven't really debbed into his character or so how he portrays that character. So, so maybe, yeah. what, so maybe my disappointment in it is has less to do with the actual value of the movie itself and more to do with the hype behind. Jared Leto, the Joker. It's this new take on the Joker. Well, Look at this. It's great. Pop star plays Joker. But no, yeah, you would you be saying Academy Award nominated actor again or winner? I think he won for Dallas Buyers. I might be mistaken, but uh, it's also the first time that the Joker has had Harley Quinn to work off of as well. Sure. So it would be nice getting to see that relationship. Though I do wonder how much of it is no. how much of the success of Harley Quinn as a character has to do with her actual strengths as a character, and how much has to do with her sex appeal. I think a lot and of is, it comes are the, the strengths it, of the character. It, I, I think are Harley's, those two separate? She at least started as a really strong character on Batman the Animated Series, mm-hmm. which was her first appearance. Okay. Um, people liked her so much from that that they just kept giving her giving her episodes. You know, she just started out as a henchman, and people like. Like her. She's funny. And I will, I will, I will support that by saying I, I did think the same thing of Deadpool. He was ridiculously, fa- ridiculously popular at the cons and ridiculously popular as a character before the movie ever came out. Before he ever made a formal appearance outside same of that, outside of that, let's not to be mentioned Wolverine yeah, yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. Who do you think that would have hurt his popularity? Yeah, and it didn't. So maybe, maybe I need to give Harley Quinn the the benefit of the doubt, but. I will say, as a whole, yeah. I'm sorry, DC Universe, you just do not draw me in the same way that the Marvel Universe does. Yeah. I, I don't relate to the universe good, in which uh, these stories take place. Good, uh, good transition into our last trailer for the day. <laughs> so, one more trailer, then we'll wrap it up. We'll try to keep this short. Well, short-ish. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, in- Inception out of that? Yeah, a lot of Inception. I... You know, it, there's no super heroics. None. None. No. You, you don't. You don't see anything. There's a couple of flashy things. The what I got from that is basic. It's basically like Batman Begins meet in, meets Inception. It's yeah. just basically his character, like the development of his character as a superhero, and then you get at the very end. Can we agree? Can we agree that's him in the cape oh, yeah, walking up the yeah. yeah. Walking up the yeah, so I wonder like if this movie is going to be. <laughs> I so I wonder if this movie is going to be, like, how much of it is going to be the development of his character, or will they do? Well, oh, yeah, the teaser poster. Yeah, like, looking in front of the big window on the same Or will they do like with with Deadpool, which they did like a little hybrid. I think they'll hop around. Hi, yeah, because that's the thing I liked about Deadpool. Yeah, yeah. Well. From what I remember, I thought it was mostly it, like. It, it, it starts with the explosion and everything, and then yeah. it goes back to show you what he was doing before. Yeah, when he actually made the little prototype yeah. Iron Man suit, and I thought from well, like it then. Before then, when he was supposed to be accepting an award or something, and yeah. drunk. Yeah. yeah. It shows you what happens before that explosion. It jumps around a bit. But Deadpool definitely does it a lot better. Well, like, Deadpool couldn't work if they didn't. Yeah, well, that's the thing I was afraid is that they were going to do too much of the backstory and then this, like, b- badass battle scene. But instead, they hopped around enough where you're like, okay, I get how he became Deadpool, but we're also not 
focusing too much away from what his goal is. Uh, that, that's, if you, I, I, I guess I was listening to an interview with the director of Deadpool. He did a cut uh, linear. The studio wanted him to do a linear cut. Mm. And the movie just didn't work. Where it was like, just like back, back story and then boom. Yeah, it just didn't work. Uh-huh. It was too depressing at the beginning. It wasn't funny. I can was, see that. Just like, yeah. So he did, he did his normal cut and then they had him do a linear cut. And they chose, they chose the linear cut. Huh. Yeah, so, like, yeah, you're right. That's a better movie. Yeah, and but I, I feel like hopefully they'll do it that way. Yeah. And it's not like Batman's Begins because I think that Batman it was... Batman's around quite a bit, too. It was a little bit more linear, I think. A little bit, but it, it did jump around. But it wasn't like you were saying like with the first Deadpool that was yeah. just so linear that it was just like two different movies. Yeah. This one seems like the, it's just it's literally like a mind fuck from start to finish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This movie had the right amount of trippy that I want from Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Doctor Strange should be super trippy. He's mm-hmm. a product of the fucking late 60s, early 70s. Character should be fucking trippy. Yeah. Like, he's still kind of, like, got a little bit of that acid yeah, still exactly. running through his bloodstream there. Uh, they're promising it'll be unlike any Marvel movie we've seen. Unlike any movie we've ever seen, except that trailer showed a lot of Inception. So... Mm. But that's how I get it. It's like, I've just noticed that there's just a huge, I mean, it's noticeable to anyone, there's a huge explosion of just all these different superhero movies and shows. Yeah. I mean, obviously they're making, they're making money off of this, so that why not keep on chucking these things out? But when I heard about, oh, they're going to make a Doctor Strange movie, I was just like, meh. I feel like this is just going to be like, kind of like a little side movie. But then I see that, and I'm like, this is completely different than what I expected. Yeah. Like, this makes me want to see it. And not at the budget theater, you know. Yeah, like, sure. pay full you know, price for this. I feel like that's something that Marvel's been able to do. I think Ant Man did a great job of showing us scale. Mm-hmm. It was something like I love seeing Ant Man in the IMAX, just because you kind of got a sense of scope almost. Mm-hmm. It was really neat, you know. It was something that I hadn't seen in a movie besides How I Shot a Kid or How I Shot a Kid, <laughs> which, you know, I guess that one kind of gives like a really budgeted way of showing yeah, scale, exactly. but. <laughs> It's not just the same old, like, oh, this person's got a suit on, now he's going to fight crime. Yeah. You know? I feel like they could have done that with, with, especially when they were doing, like, the Spider-Man movies and everything like that. That's what it felt like. Now he's got a new villain he's got to go, go, up, go up against. And then on the side, they'll have some, like, you know, character versus, like, internal character conflict, basically. Yeah. But, eh, that's one thing or the other. But, I mean, all, the, all, the, all that's probably still there. But, sure, but it doesn't seem like a copy of the lat of no, the next film. It seems completely different than anything Marvel's done, and that excites me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hearing Benedict Cumberbatch's American accent was a bit weird again. <laughs> well, I expected him. I, the one thing that surprised me the most was I all this I was thinking Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes. This yeah. is going to be Sherlock Holmes. And it didn't feel like that. No, no, not at all. It didn't feel like he was playing the investigator. And, you know, I bet some of that will come off in his arrogance because Doctor Strange is very arrogant. And maybe that's why they picked him yeah. in the casting. Yeah, good, good possibility. Um, uh, because 
before he gets in his accident that takes away his hands, he's an arrogant fucking surgeon, the best surgeon. Mm-hmm. And he damages his hands and they can't use them anymore, so he has to, you know, well, that's what we see in that. We, we see glimpses of that in the trailer. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. yeah. What do you uh, what do you think of what's her face playing a monk? Uh, uh, that wasn't uh, shit. What was her name? She was in uh, pocket shirt pocket. Open up other pocket. No, Sam did. I found him on the floor. Huh? Well, I think we were right before. Magic. <laughs> We're talking about Doctor Strange, Tommy. This is Doctor Strange. My keys are in my pocket and I don't even remember them being put there. Alright, later, buddy. Uh, but yeah, it's, just, it's been different. It's good, it's unique. And I'm looking forward to that movie. Yeah, what did you think of her, like, her, her character? And, like... Oh, that's the, she's the ancient one. She was in the movie with uh, Chris Evans on the train. My, my, my brain's not working. Yeah, I, I, it's it's one of those things too. I, where I'm like, I know her. She's a famous yeah, actress, yeah, but the uh, name, yeah, the face, isn't kicking. Well, I know we have the internet too. But, uh, <laughs> our phones are in our pockets. No, mine, mine's literally sitting in front of me. Um, why am I spacing her name? Uh, well, we do see Rachel McAdams. That's not her. Tilda Swinton. Mm. Yeah, that's who I was thinking of. I don't know why I couldn't think of that. Uh, Snowpiercer. That's what the film I was thinking of. I don't know why I couldn't think of it. Oh, with the, with the train going around forever? Forever, yeah. Yeah. I love that movie. Yeah, that, that one I've heard, I haven't seen it, but it's, it's on my queue for Netflix. Yeah. And it, it's like, because I remember Ben was telling me about it. It's like, you got to see this, especially if you're into like sociological like stratification, mm-hmm. you know. She's, a, she's an interesting actress. And, you know, mm-hmm. Yes, she's a woman, but she kind of gives this nondescript gender almost, you know, like... Like, just very gender neutral? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I think works for the ancient ones, so. I was gonna say, like, what's what's her... You know more about Doctor Strange yeah. than I do, but, like, is she just, like, this She's wise hermit, yeah. basically? Well, he goes in search of a, a cure for his hands. Sure. And ends up finding this mystical... And here it looks like maybe she might just be a hermit. I'm not quite happy, sure how they're doing it. But yeah, she just ends up teaching him another way to use his hands, mm-hmm. sort of thing. And it just happens to be magic. But yeah, she's kind of the, the guide and the, almost like the Ben Kenobi. Sure. If that, if that puts it in a yeah. perspective. And then the the villain, I guess, is what the the man in the uh, in the in the market. Yes, we don't see much of it. No. So. And like, there's only like a few lines, so yeah. it's very ambiguous about like how they're setting him up. Yeah. It's the uh, the guy from uh, uh, Hannibal. Why can't I think of his name? Uh, who plays Hannibal? I know we just talked about this last week as well. Mm-hmm. We 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 brought it up. Yeah. After this is really bad that we can't cut out know. any of these actors well, and actresses. We're also trying to be quick. Sure. But uh, yeah, he's playing the villain. Shootal Hijafor is also in it. Mm-hmm. From Twelve Years a Slave. Mm-hmm. Uh, which he plays a great villain, but he's not he's not a villain in this. Because he was a villain in uh, Serenity as well. Uh, you have Rachel McAdams playing a nurse. 
which we get, yeah, we get the we get a side uh, shot of her when he's going to the hospital. I think, yeah, which, you know, actually, all these trailers that you've shown like haven't give given out too much of anything. Like, yeah, that I, you made a great point. Is like when you watch the Batman versus Superman like trailer, it's like that movie. They give you the movie from beginning to end yeah. with the with without the final conclusion of like how doomsday dies yeah, yeah, exactly. or if he dies yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they, <laughs> don't want to give anything away they're like they uh, everything away. yeah that, pretty much none of these today have shown us much yeah i feel, i feel like they that batman versus superman like it was what killed them it was the fact that they at the very end they showed like wonder woman and everything they should have made that all surprise yeah. no, they should have that would have made that movie so much better um, it would have. But, and, all right, now we have, we have to get out of here. We have to pack up and get out of here. That's true. So, uh, yeah, um, I'm David West. I'm Peaches. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Kind of Epic Show. Follow me on Twitter at, Davis, at David West underscore K O E S. You're not on Twitter. No. See, neither was David Gilman, so you're a perfect fit in the place because he wasn't on Twitter either. So you're always kind of just like. And you can find peaches underneath a rock in the back of Sunking Brewery. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, I'm going to hit the space bar and talk to you guys next week. Hey listeners, this is Micus, creator of the kind of epic theme song, Zombie Kids. If you're interested in finding out more about my music, you can check me out at micusmusic.com. Also, I am on iTunes, Facebook, and SoundCloud. You can look me up as Micus Music, and that's M-I-K-U-S, and you know the rest. Alright, peace out everyone. Keep listening.